Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good day, listeners of this show. The topic at hand is one that you might not seem to be very serious about, but for I, I am very serious about this topic. Fellow classmates of myself seem to believe that tennis is superior to the sport of pickleball. And as a response to that claim, I present to you this episode. Welcome to the inaugural episode of this show, the the Chris C.W. Show, named after myself. I will call this episode Pickleball 101, and, and for you to recognize the fact of the matter that pickleball is superior to tennis. In fact, I have notes that I am reading from here. I did research on both tennis and pickleball in order to provide you as much of a unbiased view as possible. Frankly, I'm not unbiased on this topic. I believe and I am correct in my belief that pickleball is superior. And anyone who disagrees not only is incorrect, but is also very much so wrong. <laughs> that was a redundant. But continuing to the bulk of the podcast, we're going to talk about the information that I found from my research. We're going to start off with pickleball. I'm going to give you some, some brief information about the sport or game, whatever you want to call it. Pickleball was created in 1965 in Bainbridge Island. It's not far from Seattle. It was created by three younglings and has grown to over 50,000 American members of Pickleball USA. It combines our arch rival tennis, badminton, and ping ball. And ping pong, rather. It is played with a paddle and a plastic ball. It is a contest that can be enjoyed by all and you're not looking at my notes, but on my notes here, I have a diagram. There is a center line, a baseline, a side line, a non-valley line, a left service area, and a right service area. And my favorite part of the court is the kitchen. After two volleys, you are able to play in the kitchen. This is where the fun happens in every pickleball game that I've played. The court's according to Pickleball USA rules, are 44 feet by 20 feet, with each side, meaning for each player or each group of players, would be 7 feet for the kitchen and 15 feet for the rest of the court, making it an even 44 feet total. Now, the left and right service areas are each 10 feet, making it making the entire baseline the length of 20 feet. This is very similar to a tennis court. It would be best to show you, but this is an audio-only podcast. Moving on to tennis, our older art rival. It was created in 13th century France called Jeux de Palme. I think that I pronounced that right. It was referred to as Game of the Palm. It was originally played on grass courts, and there is different kinds of tennis that have come about. Spectators 
would watch this sport in the 1960s. And while tennis can be enjoyed by players of practical, practically any skill, top, top competition is a demanding test of both shot-making and stamina, rich in stylistic and strategic variety. That is a quote from Encyclopedia Britannica, our favorite source in the world. And I'm going to give you a rough. I'm going to give you a rough in of what the size of a tennis court is. You have your backstop. You have your doubles lengths. You have your singles lengths. You have your service boxes. All of that. Generally, a court is about 78 feet with 39 feet on each side, with a 21 foot service box and an 18 foot back court. The singles sideline and the double sideline also vary in length. This is based on a resource from TennisDepartment.com. Now we move on to my argument, because you already know what tennis is. A sport is any activity involving physical exertion and skill, in which any individual or team competes against one another or others for entertainment. Now, reporting to the claim by my colleague, it is taking up space. You say it's taking up space, but I argue this. When you play tennis, are you taking up space? Yes, you are. And are you playing on a field that was created to match what you're going on? That is also correct. However, it is a game. You play kickball. In a baseball field. You play kickball in a basketball court. (laughs) You play online games in your bedroom. All of which are inside space. They're inside unused space at times. So in response to that claim, I say this. If no one is using the court, why is it an issue? Moving on to your simple mastery claim, it is what makes it fun. As you both are tennis players, you have taken your time to develop your craft in the game of tennis. You're getting better at it the more you play. I'll be at your senior night, I think. This might be considered a simple game to you. But to thousands of people in the United States that play this game, not just for enjoyment, but for money. The same thing that tennis is played for on a regular basis. Tennis, like pickleball, is a sport. It is played for fun and casually. In fact, I challenge both of you to a pickleball game in my, actually in your home turf, in your park that you play at for tennis. I will bring the equipment and we will play. I will wipe the court with you in this challenge. Referring to the comparison, both of which require hitting a ball over a net. Sometimes it is mandated that you bounce the ball off of the court. Similar to that in tennis, pickleball requires this as well. I just said that, but there's nothing wrong with repeating yourself if you're coming at it with a good point. Now the size difference. It is argued that pickleball can be played at any size court for any group of individuals. Some play with small courts about the size of a garage, 
Some play in bigger sizes, at the size of a tennis court. Pickleball and tennis are very alike. They are both casual sports and also sports played by many other individuals. Now, I finalize this section of the episode by saying this. Pickleball is superior and that is my opinion. You're arguing that tennis is greater. I say at a factual level, they are equal. Now, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this podcast, I remind you of something. This was created as simply a joke. The following, the aforementioned episode was not meant to be taken seriously. And those of you who are listening at this level of the podcast, I say thank you. I say thank you to you for taking time out of your day to listen to me ramble and rant and argue with another individual across the internet. This individual, I do know personally. This individual is not one I hold any grudges against. Individuals listening to this episode, I bid you a farewell. I bid you a good day. And thank you for listening to the inaugural episode of the Chris C.W. Show.